Hi there. Welcome to Lake Ridge Community Church Podcast. Uh, this is a place where we get to share uh, some of our messages from Sunday mornings. Uh, we're glad that you're here to listen, but we'd also love to have you in person. So if you'd like to pop in some Sunday, we meet at 1030 at Our Lady of Wisdom School here in Chestermere. And uh, you can obviously check us out as well at uh, www.lakeridgecommunity.com. Thanks for listening. Hey there, Lake Ridge. It's uh, Pastor Evan here, and I am sitting on my back deck, and it's so beautiful, I just had to be outside. So I'm out here fighting maybe a little bit of the magpies and some of those things, like the good old days of last year. Um, but uh, I just love it outdoors, so I thought that would be the place where I'd bring the message this morning. Um, as I get started, I, I want to just uh, reiterate my announcement from Friday that um, we love our community and we love you and we wish that we could be together and in some ways this is one of the ways we can contribute uh, to helping those uh, around us and in our community and also to care for our volunteers um, and those that are ill at Lake Ridge. So uh, I know this isn't exactly how I wanted to preach this message but I still hope that God's Spirit might speak to you as you consider how you make decisions and, and how you include God in those decisions. This week we take our next step uh, into our sermon series on peace or shalom as Pastor Preston described it last week. Last week he talked a little bit about the virtue of reverence and how reverence leads to peace. And this week he asked me to share a little bit about discernment and um, how that can take how, how peace can take the lead in our process of discernment. I had a quick look at my notes to see the last time that I spoke on discernment, and uh, it was a two-part series, actually, and it took place in March of 2019. I don't know if that is um, a date that rings a bell, um, but um, it wasn't that long ago. You know, a couple of things that I, and the reasons why I pointed out is, is first of all, it wasn't that long ago, uh, but it feels like an eternity ago, I think, given uh, what's, what's happened in our world and in our own lives, I think, and at Lake Ridge. And then second, because I think that um, godly discernment can lead us towards peace. And I think that that is, is likely always worth talking about, constantly being asked to make decisions and to discern different things, some uh, simple decisions and some much larger decisions. Um, the last time that I spoke on it, I, I pointed out some of the practical ways that we can understand discernment. Discernment is typically a, a term we use to, to make a decision. Uh, we make statements, uh, in particular in the church when we use this word, and we say, well, I have discerned that it is time to get married. I've discerned that it's time to have kids or go to college or whatever the case may be, buy a house. Um, but spiritual discernment is, is really the process of including God. And, and, and really what it produces in us 
as we go through the process of including God in our decision is, is really beyond the end goal of, of making a decision. It's, it's so much more than that. In other words, um, the decisions we make, no matter how important, is one goal. But also, growing spiritually in the process can be a gift or can be another goal as well. See, spiritual discernment is, is meant to lead us into deep waters. It's, it's meant to help us to rely on God's Holy Spirit to be present with us, to lead us, and even to confirm who we are as we go through the process of making a decision. It's been my experience that, that often uh, working in partnership with God uh, through the process of discernment or other areas is, is slow. And... Uh, like slower than I would like. And uh, I think that if I'm to be completely honest, there have been often times in my life where, where my desire or my impatience um, to get going on something has, has caused me to kind of pull the ripcord, so to speak, on, on the Jesus part, the God's voice part in what we do. I don't, I don't know if that's true for you, but, but I think I can think of a few examples in my, in my past where that is definitely taken place. And, and I think what ends up happening is I've missed the opportunity to experience God's true peace uh, and God's presence in those experiences. So I, I want that for you. Because spiritual discernment kind of comes out of relationship with God, it also grows our relationship with God. Right? It builds in us a confidence in the Holy Spirit, in who we are, and even in how we might learn to listen for him. In a way, it's, it's kind of like my marriage with Kristen, right? The more that we go through together, the more decisions that we make together, even the more good and difficult things that we go through together deepens our relationship, right? And that's a little bit kind of how it works with God. You know, Paul, Paul writes um, uh, about uh, life in this, what life in the spirit can be like. And uh, I'm going to uh, read that for you in a second here. And, uh, and then I'm going to, if we were in person, it would be less weird, but I'm going to give us a second to just reflect on what we heard and maybe even what we sense God saying to us. The resurrection life you received from God is not timid or grave tending life. It's adventurously expectant. Greeting God with a childlike, what's next, Papa? God's spirit touches our spirit and confirms who we really are. We know who he is and we know who we are, father and children. And we know that we are going to get what's coming to us, an unbelievable inheritance. We grow through expecting what Christ goes through. It's true. If we go through the hard times with him, then we are certainly going to go through the good times with him as well. Now, I don't know what you sensed after hearing that truth. I, I hope that it was peace. 
I hope that it was peace and that you can remember that sense of peace. You see, because peace that you are loved and that God has you in his hands while you discern something is kind of key to following the markers of God's will in your life and in your story. Because spiritual discernment, in a sense, opens us up to listening and recognizing the voice and patterns of God's direction in our lives, right? It's like peace is how we know to move forward. And peace is how the Holy Spirit tends to us while we follow him. Sometimes we can make the mistake of determining, you know, whether whether we are discerning something correct, correctly by, by, to be honest with you, how easy something is. Some of us, I think, have even been taught that, that if something is easy, then it must be God's will for us. Others actually have been taught the exact opposite. If something is really hard or difficult, then that must be God's will for us. I think I want to be honest with you and say that, that really there isn't a biblical evidence for either one way or the other. But really that the biblical narrative suggests that peace or shalom is the evidence of God's presence in the midst of our decision making, in the midst of our discernment. For example, you may take a job, say. Maybe the job is on the other side of the country. Right? And you may make that decision to do that, that that's what you should do. But how well or how poorly the move goes has nothing to do with whether you have discerned correctly or, or not. That is determined, that actually is simply determined by the sense of peace that God gives us in our interior life. Right? That he has the big picture uh, for us in mind. And that he is tending to you throughout the journey of that move. All right. I wanted to get uh, somewhat practical here today as well. Uh, as well. So in other words, I, I, I would like to give you some things that you could prayerfully do to include God in your decision making. And hopefully grow your relationship with God while also coming up with godly decisions that bring you peace. So remember, as I, as I go through these, spiritual discernment can be just, just as easily rushed as making or commanding that God hurry up. In other words, it, it's pretty difficult to rush God. So I'm going to do these in numbers and we're going to put them in the comments section and we're going to talk about them in the Zoom call following the service. But, but for now, I'm just going to list them off and give you some context for them. Because spiritual discernment is, is including and listening for God's voice and God's peace, it requires the first step to create some space and time for him. Right? That's the first thing. Carve out some space and some time for him, whatever that might look like for you. Second, start by focusing your attention on how much he loves you. On how much he loves you, how much he is willing to guide you. Remember that, that Romans passage I read earlier, God's spirit touches our spirit and confirms who you really are. Confirms who you really are. You are his child. 
focus on being a child of God, uniquely in his hands. Because you are his child, and this is the third, because you are his child, and, and he is a perfect parent, right? Consider what would be his good intentions for you? What would be his good intentions for you? Jesus was uh, describing to his disciples what the Holy Spirit was going to be like uh, when it came. And, and in his description, this is a little bit of what he said. I want to read it for you. It's in John 16, uh, verses 12 up to 15, roughly, out of the message. He said, I have many things to tell you, but, I can't, but you can't handle them all now. But when the friend comes, the spirit of the truth, he will take you by the hand and he will guide you into all the truth that there is. He won't draw attention to himself, but will make sense out of what he is what is about to happen, and indeed, all of that, and indeed, out of all that I have said, and will do. In other words, the Holy Spirit's desire is to guide you and to take you by the hand and to help you to make good decisions. I think the personal question for us is: Can we trust that? And maybe that's a good question to ask yourself in step three. Do I trust that God's Spirit wants to take me by the hand and lead me? Now, I think that you can lay out the decision that you think you need to make before God now and examine it uh, rather thoroughly. I think sometimes uh, there's some practical things we can do in that. I think that journaling um, really does help in that. It's, it's kind of a mystery, but sometimes writing our thoughts down can bring our, our, our real thoughts uh, some clarity and, and some truth. That's step four. Step five, as you look at the choice that, that is before you, maybe try asking God for wisdom. Wisdom in seeing his agenda for you. Maybe even considering what your agenda is in this choice. Maybe a different way of wording is what's God's desire and, and what's your desire? And ask yourself truthfully maybe some of those questions. You know, James 1 verse 5 says this. He says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives it generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. In other words, there is freedom in this step to ask God some authentic questions about what he desires and even to be truthful about maybe what you are desiring in asking a question like this. Now, the next two kind of go together for me. And they come out of Philippians 1, um, verses 9 and 10. And I want to read them for you, and then I'm going to quickly give you a quick rundown on them. It says, Paul writes this. He says, and this is my prayer for you that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. It's, it's from this scripture that I would suggest the next two things. The first is reason. Use reason. Logic. How does this decision work? 
logically, what fruits of the Spirit would you, would you hope that would be produced? What would be their effect on you and, and maybe others uh, that are in your circle? Right? This, this is also a great place to use that, you know, the pros and cons list. Lay out those things, good and, and maybe difficult or bad. And then the second is feelings. So first reason, second feelings. Um, I've had to learn personally, like honestly, I've had to learn personally that feelings contribute a great deal to our discernment. They don't, they don't necessarily get in the way as I've often thought in particular in my youth, but, but they can be a great source of information, even feeling a sense of peace. It's using your emotions to contribute information. Now, our emotions and our feelings maybe should neither lead the bus in making a decision like this, but, but nor should they be left off of the bus. This seventh step, and maybe this is one that can go throughout the process, but, but, but depending on the decision, it can be helpful to enlist uh, a discerning friend, right? a spiritual director, a pastor, or others that you trust to, to put your best interests ahead of even maybe their own. Asking them to simply listen with you can be extremely helpful for many personality types, right? The last one is, is to offer uh, up again the decision that you've made to God. Ask for his confirmation, ask for his peace, right? If you're on the correct track. I don't typically like to give, you know, ABCs of how you do things. And this is by no means in the perfect order. But some key questions that I wanted to put out there to be practical about how you might include God in your decision-making process so that you might grow deeper in your faith and in your relationship with Him. All right, I wrap up with this. Spiritual discernment is about allowing God to be actively involved in our decisions. Because God is deeply in love with you and he desires the best for you. When we let him in and we listen for him, we grow in our faith. That ultimately is what, what this is all about. How can we grow deeper in our relationship with God and others? The depth that comes from a relationship with God produces the fruits of the Spirit. Those are evidence when we see love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, and self-control lived out in our life and in the decisions we make. I hope this has been helpful. I'm looking forward to our Zoom call maybe where we can unpack this a little bit more and chat a little bit about it. Let's pray. God, thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit. Thank you that your Holy Spirit comes to us and reminds us that we are your children and that you deeply love us and desire the very best for us. God, be with us uh, in these days uh, and weeks ahead where maybe we are physically separated, but don't need to be disconnected from each other, and most importantly, from you. Be with us as we make decisions, as we do our best to listen for your voice in, in, in the process. I pray these things in your name. Amen. So now may God 
bless you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you his peace this day. God bless, and thanks for joining us.